it's Tanner. Ernst. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, what's it? Union Gold, scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, it's the Brothers Podcast presented by the Brothers League Game. I'm AJ, down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother, I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 122. And doubt it. <laughs> it's always a little bit. Of, there is a little bit of doubt every time we say that because we're not the best at keeping updated to that. But I mean, that's, that's also wild that we've done 122 episodes of this podcast. Yeah. That's, right, that's like a really big number. Yeah. Um, it was big. Yeah. I, I think it's really brought us closer together uh, and uh, our brotherhood. So, uh, yeah, we'll be reacting to the union's most recent 6-0 win we'll talk about july in general we'll preview august we'll talk about some new signings in the union's uh midfield i guess um from africa and uh we'll preview the cincinnati game so lots coming up all kind of legit stuff to talk about kind of legit 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 (laughs) um so luke you're watching the pd pablo concert so uh you were you were just listening on your phone or whatever um i i pieced together a bunch of the game between uh some stuff so 6-0 versus houston um goodness gracious this was a fantastic game for the union it was so fun to watch uh the the lineup comes out i mean we knew kind of knew what was going to happen flock at the six mclinn in and mclinn the dude's good. The dude is good. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just get it out of the way. Like, do I say it? I'll say it. Okay. Martinez, Martinez in this game was not missed. Yeah. And I don't know if that was um, because Houston just was not good, or because the Union were so good. Like, I don't know what it was, uh-huh. but uh, the Union looked very good, very good, and it was very fun to watch. So we'll, we'll kind of go a little bit chronologically. Um, and I know you were, you were at the Petey Pablo concert. I was, um, <laughs> I was watching my so, phone, but it was uh, a game like this. I, 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 I didn't need to stress over the game as much because I was, yeah, I was kind of preoccupied with my, my weekend events. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead, take the lead. Tell me, tell me all yeah, about it. So the first goal, oh my gosh, this thing was a piece of beauty. Uh, Miglin gets the ball, turns, immediately fires it up the field into the path of uh, Ewa, and it, it was just like such a well-played, well-knowledgeable um, ball that Miglin played, just knowing that he's got a striker, he's got space in front of him. He played it out in front of him, so he, it was a foot race. Uh, Ewa gets the ball, takes it down. He gets uh, slowed up by the defender. And then plays it to Bedoya. And I love the run from Gazdag. Gazdag is in front of Bedoya, mm-hmm. runs out to the right side. And and what Gazdag does with that run is he, one, gives himself space and to be an option. But if Bedoya doesn't pass it to him, 
he's also creating a shooting lane for Bedoya. Mm -hmm. So that run, he's creating two different options that defenders have to react to. Um, so without the ball, he's creating. So that's a really cool, cool thing from our ten. Yeah. Um. So obviously he scores. That was awesome. Then our guy, Papa, uh, Papa Pico, formerly of the Union, of course, uh -huh. scores a goal, called back for offside. Right. Right. Um, and like it was almost like I was almost rooting for him, but uh, at the same time he was so offside. It was just <laughs> it was what it was. And that and that's where the game really turned. Uh, Union really just kind of put it on and just went went went. There was a VAR. Oh yeah, before our first goal even there was a VAR, or we got a PK call for us, and uh, VAR overturned it. And right. I, I thought we had an agreement with VAR this year that all calls went for us. Um, yeah, that's so, only uh, when uh, Paul Katrina is behind the booth, so I guess he, he wasn't wasn't dude, I saw this game. No, no, I saw Paul. Oh, I no saw way. him on the TV. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I saw him on the TV, and I don't have his phone number, so I couldn't text him. But I'm sure uh, it's not that big of a deal because he's, he's a boss. Um, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Nice. All right, then I, yeah, take, I take it I back. Um, anyway. But yeah, that, that PK came from a, another McGlynn like masterclass receiving the ball, kind of pulling it behind him to create space for a shot. Uh, it was just brilliant. Nice. Um, let me see. Hold on. Let me take a drink of beer real quick. Yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be there's a lot of lots to talk about, and we we're only at you only covered one one of the six goals. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not gonna cover all the goals. Uh -huh. Um, but I'll probably only cover the first eight. <laughs> All right, so there's a goal from Ua where Baizo, this is in the first half, this is the third goal of the game um, after the McGlynn free kick. I guess I, we all know McGlynn beats the free kick. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, But Baizo brings it down the right side. Defender steps to him. Baizo just like body, body him while controlling the ball and then played it to Ua for a goal. And then I love the Baizo. Am I? It's Bezo. Bezo? I think Baizo. I think we're good. Baizo. Mm -hmm. um, just like stood there, crossed his arms like a total like boss. It was an awesome move. Uh, he know he, he he knew he totally earned that goal. He just put it on a platter for Yua. Yua just kind of ran into the ball, kicked it, and went in the goal. Um, but Baizo made that thing happen and just was like, "Yep, I'm the man." It was nice. it was awesome. Really appreciate that. Um, really big props to the curtain for uh, this move. It's interesting seeing Faizo taking the starting role from Harrell, and uh, we love Harrell. Harrell's our guy, mm -hmm. but kind of with the Bedoya dropping deeper um, for this matchup, it worked really well having Faizo running more of the offensive side. Right, and uh, yeah, and that, that's just kind of what uh. Curtin even said in the post game is that like Baizo is more of an offensive player, whereas Harrell's better on the defensive side, and so it might be. And Curtin mentioned it might be a matchup situation between the two of them, so it's good to have two right backs who you trust and who right. both be effective. Yeah, yeah, it's just I I love that we're kind of building this depth with the guys we have throughout the season. Like it, I feel like it's obviously like been a thing with like like McGlynn and like the homegrowns in midfield, but having this, uh, just another defender to rely on in this, you know, 
grueling summer of, of games where there's just so many that they're keeping these guys fresh and having multiple guys to rely on is, is really cool and i know it's like i i know there's been th- thoughts of like Baizo being sold to to europe and and wanted to give him some playing time so he gets that kind of spotlight but he's and he's really just earning it it's not like it's it's anything it, it feels more performance-based than business-based in, in in the way he's performing so it's, it's cool to see yeah and it's it's cool to see that like you can lose the job and then you're not locked out right or, uh, right yeah they're not sent yeah. to colorado like everyone else yep yep um speaking of looks like austin trusty getting get some starts overseas and uh doing well for birmingham nice so uh yeah, I know you've got a Birmingham jersey. Oh, right? uh, yes, from away days. Yeah, yeah. so I might be so, rocking uh, it this, this fall. Yeah, yeah. well done. Um, let's see. Doya gets three assists, just showing his impactfulness, getting into that dangerous spot inside the box between the 6 and the 18. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, he got subbed out, which was nice also, just to give him a little bit of a break, a breather. Right. right. Uh, bueno got minutes. Um, and I just, I just thought that was interesting. I was excited to see him get on the field. Did you see much out of him? Like how many? No. Uh, no. no? Okay. I wouldn't say I saw much out of him. Um, nothing really stuck out. He looked a little excited coming on. Um, looked like he was kind of overstepping into a couple tackles here and there, but uh, okay. didn't do anything egregious either way. So mm-hmm. uh, TBD. Yep. on all that yeah okay yeah he's an interesting one to figure out because we kind of figured he would get more minutes from like just kind of like he seems like from he passes the eye test of a guy that like looks like he can like hold his own and, and I, i'm not saying he doesn't but he, we, we just haven't seen a lot of him so it's interesting to see what you thought of him right and his he was like the eighth rated fifa player on union right i remember us playing that game and oh oh yeah yeah whatever that means but like you know yeah, interesting. Yeah, I guess an interesting thing would be uh, so this game was played without Martinez. I just wonder how it would be different, how it's impacted with or without him. Mm-hmm. Um, you imagine with Martinez in the game, it's probably not nothing. We set an MLS record for goals uh, and win margin. So <laughs> that's that's probably the last thing I have to say about that. But yeah, super fun game. Nice. Um, Team's looking super effective in the final third. Players are looking confident, taking shots. Um, they had one one series of passes around the box, so they're just like ticky-tacking around the top of the 18. And it really should have been a goal, but uh, yeah, Hector Herrera um, got the ball off of someone. But it was like there were just like four or five passes at the top of the box. They're just like, holy crap, where did this team go? Yeah. And it was a very cool moment that you just haven't really seen from from them. I, um, I, this I, this may not be that important, and because of how Houston, how Houston played, it's probably hard to gauge. But was Hector Herrera like a, a presence in the game? Because he's like a big signing for them, and you know, obviously a big time Mexican player. Was how did he look, or did he? He looked like um, a very average Joe out there. Gotcha. Apologies to all the Joes out there. Um, <laughs> Lister, hey, shout out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, the union did a very good job of forcing him into positions where he was not getting the ball and uh, being effective with it. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, whereas, like, 
in the union's favor, one of the biggest things I noticed, and uh, I wish you were able to see this more, was Ewa was very involved. He he was coming back to receive the ball a lot. Um, and this was something that Curtin said that he came and talked, and they both talked about in the postgame, um, that him and Curtin had a meeting about his effectiveness and how he could get on the ball more because he just wasn't getting many touches. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, they had a meeting and, and it looked like apparently one of the things that they came up with was instead of just going forward, 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 come back and receive the ball, get more touches. And uh, mm-hmm. it definitely opened space up behind and um, between center backs for you know, Carranza, Gazdog to kind of run into it and exploit. So um, it's, it's cool to see him being more involved because not not that he was certainly bust by any chance, but like right. he was just kind of looking for more and more involvement. It was almost like a, not enough uh, information to determine if he was really good or not. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. And yeah, like seems the, the union... I'm sure everyone listening has has heard this these stats, but Union had like the second best month in MLS history in, in terms of like goal differential plus 16. With you know, with this game and the DC game really helped to tip their favor in in that aspect. But that's that's huge for our, our just standings and and just like the tiebreakers of that are involved with goal differential. That's that's pretty great. And our front three with Ewa, Kranz, and Gazdag are now leading the leagues in goals from the from that trio. And I think I like. Since he and since he's right behind us with with their trio, but it, it's cool to see that that our guys are clicking, and it's not just our our defense that's winning games. Now our offense can really take over and, and click, and and these guys are are doing it. It's 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 just it's just fun, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and I I was thinking about this, and I feel like I'm we're we're so we're very spoiled this year. And I feel right. like in my mind that like if we get scored on at all i'm gonna be so disappointed because i love how few goals that we've given up this right. year yeah and like just getting scored on alone even if we're like up five goals it's like ah oh, i don't want to be scored on yeah and i feel like Curry's that same way he's really going after that uh goals allowed record for the season and we're at 15 i'm pretty sure the record's in the 20s so we still have some wiggle room but it's 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 definitely something that I'm sure he he's rooting for and and it, it, I feel the same like I feel like even in the the first stretch of the the year when we were on that big uh, winning streak like giving giving up a goal felt so like unexpected that it it's just really cool how this team is that like they're so so solid that it's it, it's just almost shocking that to see um, any slip up or or mistake given so it's yeah we're definitely privileged in in this with this year yeah they're doing such a good job pressing from the front where like we have a great back four great keeper but so much of our opportunity comes from the front five six guys Mm -hmm. and uh i mean they're just pressing well they're when they get the ball they seem to be getting in sync and uh and at the same time it's showing because i'm just going to pick on doofy dad for a second (laughs) showing the value that it has to have a number six who can get out of pressure and who can really figure out ways to problem solve when uh, a team's trying to press because it seems like other teams just don't have that and are just running into problems trying to get the ball into their offense and splitting lines and stuff whereas we we have multiple not just one guy but multiple guys who can do that Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and whether it's playing through a line or over a line um yeah we're just we're looking so good right now yeah 
and it, it feels like it's this this team and and what current is doing it feels like we're, we're less of like a I don't know, like a one-trick pony kind of team. Like I feel like our when we're kind of rising at, in success in like 2020 and everything, it was like the high press and like really like quick transitions in the counterattack. And like I, I feel like it was even like Bob Bradley was saying like, yeah, this is what they do. This is this is this is how they play, and it's not nothing new. It's nothing crazy. It's just they're really good at it. But now I feel like this year we're like we had that. We had we do the press, and then we're also like are figuring out how to like play in possession and play with different different guys getting forward and and. And playing in, in different ways, like the Bedoya dropping back and, and sending Baizo forward, and and how you was getting involved. There's there's a lot more to this team in in terms of their tactics rather than just doing like the the, the same same press over and over again until teams figure us out. Absolutely, and if you and if you just look at the way we scored goals against Houston, against DC, it's like you got guys scoring off a of free kicks, uh, free kick to a header. Mm-hmm. You got guys getting in behind for a breakaway. You've got balls being um the ball being like played around the 18 for like three passes to find the open man it's like you've got different ways that the union are finding ways to score and it's yeah. just i mean it's such a cool goodness it's such a cool thing and and uh our, our left back is tied for most assists in the league like that's absurd yeah um yeah should he be in the MVP and uh, <laughs> discussion? I mean, maybe he's he's definitely the best left back, and I, I, maybe if he had more goals, that 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 would help him. But shoot, it's he's having quite the year. I don't think he has yeah, no, no, no goals, so that's gonna hurt him. So yeah, I know uh, MLS Aces. Um, he just put out a tweet that said that was calling for Kai to be in the MVP discussion. Played every minute for the Union. Yeah. Best defense in the league, tied for the lead in uh, assists. Like you're providing offense, you're providing defense, yeah, yeah. playing every minute of the game. It's, I think there's a case to be made. That's true. I, I, I do feel like if we're being logical, the 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 union player that has the best chance is Gazdog because he has uh, what 11, 11 goals and at least a couple assists. So I think more more goal contributions and and you know. A, the number 10 is going to get the the looks rather than a left back but it's it's cool to have have these guys like out there in in the league standings in terms of their stats yeah i mean we don't have to be logical (laughs) just a little just a little bit just a little bit sometimes yeah all right all right man uh union best union worst you gotta i know you're like north carolina (laughs) pablo all day don't even know who Pete Battle is. Um, I, I I don't know if I can really contribute to this, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with go with McGlynn as my best because of that goal and seeing him succeed is is really exciting and he's just so he's so fun to watch. So I'm gonna go with McGlynn as my best friend, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Yep. I, I always forget that he was on the podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So cool. Um, I'll yeah I'll go uh, Union Best Ua because he nice he took took the steps to talk to the coach, figuring out how he could get more involved. And then put it to action, getting involved, and then also scoring goals. Mm-hmm. So it was like a two-fold, three-fold, how many folds? Mm-hmm. Um, union worst? Uh, is that possible? Is there a possible after a six-zero demolishing? Um, nah, I'm not going to give it union worst. All right, me neither. Let's let's call it then. Call it. All right, cool. Let's take a break. Um, go to the bathroom. Come out. Come back after this. We'll talk about August new signings and uh, Cincinnati. 
Hey guys, Super Brothers Podcast presented by the Brothers Game. AJ and Luke, thanks for coming back. Yada yada. Luke. Yeah. Finished up July very well. Yep. Busy, busy month. August, just as busy. Yeah. You got six games. You got my birthday. I don't know what's bigger for the union. Um, Cincinnati away. Chicago home. Dallas away. DC away. TP brother's gonna be there. <laughs> Colorado home, Atlanta home. Six games, three at home, three away. Uh, right now I see one, two, two teams above the playoff line mm-hmm. or below. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What What do you expect? What do you see? What do you think? I I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's hard to say anything bad about about like we we're a top team. We're, we sh- we should expect to beat any of these teams. Um, I know it's going to be tough when we go at at Dallas. It's probably the, the hardest matchup because that's a midweek game, and we'll have a game two days later or three days later at DC. So that's going to be interesting to see what Curran does there. But the I mean, Dallas is is a solid team, um, and. I, I'd imagine there's, I mean, there's going to have to be some rotation. I it's just a matter of what Curran sees as, as a higher priority beating Dallas or beating DC because DC's very bad. And you could see us maybe rotating um, and playing some, you know, of the taking out some starters for that game. But it's a, it's a Eastern Conference team and somewhat of a rival, even though they're, they're so far down there. Um, so that's interesting, but it, yeah, it, it, in terms of matchups, it, it's not as scary as as like previous months. Um, so I, I I see us winning a lot of these games. It's it's hard to say uh, anything else, you know. It's we're on a five game winning streak, six game unbeaten streak. I don't see us losing until maybe that Dallas game. And and if yeah. and that still feels like a game, I, I see I, that could, we could win. Like it's it's expected that we win games now and i don't i don't see any other logic to it no and there doesn't have to be any logic behind anything <laughs> um so the dc game just to speak to what we were speaking to before the pod uh so we play dc we play dallas on that um it's like a tuesday no wednesday mm-hmm. on wednesday on that tuesday um dc is actually in la so that mm. that's what I that's when we were talking before. I knew I saw LAFC involved. So oh, gotcha, gotcha. both both teams will be coming back from long road trips. Yep. Um so that plays into our favor. I mean, Grant. How no much how much favor do we need against DC? I know, right? I mean you got the Wayne Rooney factor. Yeah, uh Colorado true. just beat our uh Red Bull at home. Atlanta, you just now. I feel like Atlanta, you never know. It's almost a rivalry with the Union because of yeah. playoff stuff and previous matchups. Right. Chicago's on the rise. They're playing better. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely give us a challenge. And, and they, they're one of the two teams that we lost to this year. So that's, you know, that's something to consider, I guess. And, and now that they're even getting better in form, so that they could, they could give us a challenge for sure. And yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati, it's the Harris farewell match. Both teams will be celebrating him. Um, yeah, I don't. What's a what's a good August for you? Six games, 
six games. Uh, I, I'd say four wins is good, so that's what, 12 points. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel, too. Yeah. That puts us at four losses. Isn't that the record for uh, fewest losses in a season? I want to beat that record, so I'll say four wins and a tie and one loss. Okay, pretty good. So 13 points for me, 12 for you. How many? All right, you want, we can go back to the goals thing. How many goals would do you see us giving up? Oh, giving up. Um, ah, as much games. as I hate it, it would be great if uh, Harris did an Elastico. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Uh, Olympico? I think you're, you're... Olympico. Olympico. Okay, yeah. I mean, Elastico is a thing too, but that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good goals, um, yeah. And then against Chicago, Fabian Herbers will probably score. Casper obviously will not. <laughs> against Dallas, no one will score. Against DC, Sebastian Latou will score. Colorado. Rosenberry. He scored Rosenberry. against Red Bull. Rosenberry with a laser. Keeps. Um, oh, gosh. I think we give up five goals this month. Five goals. Okay. That's 20. Yeah. 20 with five goals, five games to go through September and October. We have more games in August than we do the rest of the season. So August okay. is a big month. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's huge. Whew. Yeah, I, I think I, I think five feels okay. I, I I don't I wouldn't want to predict anything more, and I don't expect to see anything more. But you never know. Yeah, I think five would be be where I'd want to go to. That's good. Yeah. All right. Nice. Goalie game. Yeah. yeah um, I like it. I like it. Over two points a game. I think. I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. Do you think we can win supporter shield? I mean, it's possible. Um, LAFC keeps playing all these stupid other games like League's Cup and friendlies and stuff. So, and they have a bunch of older guys. So, you know, they could see them kind of wearing off in the se- throughout the towards the end of the season. Uh, but they're also just really, really, really good and have. Some amazing players so it's it could be tough to beat um but we're, we're right there and i mean it's it's really between us and them it i feel like austin still obviously has a chance too but they're a little behind us and new york city is, is trying to figure out what to do after after tatsy's gone so i don't i don't see them really making a big push for that even though they, they still have the talent um but i i mean there's we have a shot it's not definitely not out of the realm um it, it's cool to see like us in this kind of battle, I feel like the, in 2020 we kind of took the lead and 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 just kind of didn't let go of it. It'd be cool to kind of sneak up on LAFC and and maybe get it towards the end of the season. That'd be that'd be really exciting and would would feel almost it it feel really cool to 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 take that on against them because they're like they're the they're the team of the the league right now with with those with Bale and Keelan and everything. Right. Who who's gonna end up with more goals, Gareth Bale? Or Mikel Yua. I mean, you. I, I think Yua's got a nice lead on him, so I, 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 I hope it's Yua. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agreed. All right, who's going up with more goals, Gareth Bale or <laughs> Jakob Plesnitz? <laughs> um, I mean, so Bale's got what? Me too. Does he have two? I thought he only had one. Uh, he's one. And, what, what, is, what does Plesnitz have? One. Maybe one. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, I'm <laughs> that's, just that's the battle everyone's looking at. The Glezes for <laughs> goal scoring battle, not not a not a matchup battle. 
I mean, all right, man. So, so uh, we got into the Tom Bogart sweepstakes and uh, had a couple of signings announced. Yeah. Um, Luke. Yes. What, what do you think about Richard Odada? Yeah, so he's the one that's officially confirmed. Uh, he's a defensive midfielder from Kenya. Um, you can play center back, play some couple different positions. Seems like pretty versatile type of player. Uh, only 21, coming from the the Red Star Belgrade system. Uh, I think he was playing in the second division uh, over there for a bit, they, which is like their their feeder team or something. Um, but seeing his highlight clips and reading some things about him, it seems seems like it could be pretty solid. Um, replacement for Martinez when when he inevitably gets sold um he could be pretty good like his his highlight reel uh, obviously it's a highlight reel but he he hits some nice long passes out of the back and looks to be really really like kind of composed on the ball it seems like whenever he would get the ball and even deep spots or in in tough positions he was seemed pretty like calm and composed and, and found his his guys um and even like defensively, like he, the, the clips I saw, he was kind of bailing out his defense um, with you know winning balls uh, and and doing so in, in a way that like didn't he never seemed like uh, out of step. It kind of felt like you know like when Mark McKenzie was with us and he was having like the great year, he felt like he was always taking the right step, always on the ball and making the right touches. Right. Like it, it felt like th- that kind of vibe, just like very composed, very you know uh, under control of what he's doing and 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 executes everything he wants to do so i i kind of get a sense of that out of out of the, the those clips i saw but and again it's a highly real it's you know take that with a grain of salt but um could be it could be an exciting player he, he's you know big he's i think like six four or something he's got a big frame um and and again only 21 so could be pretty exciting i don't know how much he'll contribute to this year but definitely feels like a good um possible martinez replacement or just depth for for our defensive midfield slash center back position so that that could be exciting i don't yeah again i don't know how much we'll see him this year but it's it's nice to get him into this into the system now and get him comfortable with the union and hopefully this next year he can be a a contributor yeah one thing one thing that's kind of interesting is bueno Mm -hmm. um like I, i thought bueno was kind of supposed to be that guy sure yeah and I thought we were going to have a little more of a position battle between Martinez, him, maybe Brandon Craig gets in there, maybe Flock in there more. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of interesting. It almost feels like we have those pieces, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to claim to know more than Ernst Tanner. Sure. I'll let him tell you guys that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we also still have. I mean, really, two center backs. We have Brennan Craig as as kind of the third. So this guy, Odata, could be another center back depth for now, and that's probably useful. Um, so maybe maybe they see him more more in in that position there. Um, but I, I do agree that like we do have other guys that could play these spots. But like Flack could also play for the diamond. I feel like Bueno could play on the the right side of the diamond. So I feel like it's just nice to have these kind of guys who can play not just one position and they can fit in and find their space find their find their time when they're needed and it's not just in in one position so i, I feel like i like how turner see or not turner uh, tanner um kind of sees these guys and 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 find these guys that are that are more versatile and, and can play more than just one position because yeah. Yeah, there's another guy I, I i slipped and said cole turner is another guy that can play defense mid but we just we just right. don't see him um but maybe i don't know if he really is a guy that's in our, our plans for or in Tanner's plans. Yeah. 
Um, um, and then there's there's another uh, Boger tweeted out that there's a Ghanaian center or center back that we're gonna sign. It's that's never hasn't been confirmed yet by the team or anything. But I mean, Boger's pretty pretty uh, accurate. You heard it here first. <laughs> but he's a he's an 18 year old center back, so probably more of like a U2 guy to start and uh, just another center back for the future. I, it seems like um, I honestly I, I can't say I know anything about this guy at all, but um, you know. We we trust Tanner and his scouting network, so it could be could be a guy for the future again. Yeah, so um, pretty cool. I, yeah, I don't know. If, did you did you want to see any other type of signing or at like any other position? Um, I feel like we've been talking about how great this team is, but it's, so I don't know if there's any other holes that you might want to see us filling. The the <laughs> um. The only things I, I'd be looking to fill would be uh, if you're for sure losing Wagner. I think if we're not yes. signing a mm-hmm. left back right now, then it kind of tells me that the Wagner card is not going to be played or whatever. Yeah. Um, signing this guy, Odata, tells me like, okay, maybe Martinez is on his way out. Yeah. But I mean, if we're not signing a backup left back and we don't really have a plan for it then it tells me then there's not going to be needed right now like yeah. maybe next year but or, or uh, it tells us that they really believe in Matt Real or maybe even Leon Flock and Flock could play back there and Odata he doesn't have to take Odata's spots at, at D-Mid when, when that's needed so maybe maybe they see one of those guys filling in for Kai if, if that move actually happens maybe yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind another striker uh, one thing with the Houston game is Corey Burke did come in, and mm-hmm. uh, he looked like Corey Burke. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It it was not like he's pressing for a starting spot at this point. Yeah, um, I mean it's hard to say that with how how well these other guys are clicking, but yeah, right, I, I get right. what you're saying. That, that's fair. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's not. Yeah, it wasn't like you're like, oh wow, this guy could uh, potentially be a player. It's like okay. Yeah, okay. I, it's. I mean, I, yeah, I'm. I do agree with you, but I'm also less worried with how well everyone else is playing. Um, that like you can get guys like Paxton or McGlynn or Sullivan off the bench, and I feel like they can be effective. So it doesn't need to be just on like Burke as our only offensive sub. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. know, but yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. I guess there. it kind of depends on like. I don't see Burke as like a turn and burn kind of guy, like a half and no or someone who's going to really change the pace of the game. Yeah. Burke yeah. is more of a bulldozer. Let me just kind of crash and bash. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess if I wanted uh, another signing, it would be someone who could potentially be a game changer in that aspect, where it'd be like a striker who could come in and kind of fill the UA role because UA doesn't play 90 minutes apparently from a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's played 90 minutes since he's been with us, which is fine. Yeah. He's he's like coming on to his second season in a row. Um, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I I feel like we need someone like uh, that can just kind of do something different. That kind of doesn't necessarily need the technical super abilities, but maybe someone who can make a defense think differently. That right. Right. We don't really have right now for an offensive sub. Yeah. Um, I get you. 
But yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that player exists. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I mean, Hoppenote is playing in Detroit, so if we could sign him up. I mean, I'm watching New Mexico versus Sacramento, and there's they are clearly on a baseball field. There is a <laughs> lot of gravel, ground gravel on this. So uh, <laughs> any of these guys might be fast. I don't know. First, <laughs> second. Um. All right. So so uh, on on the podcast, you and me at the beginning of the season. We did a little snake draft, a little fantasy draft of mm-hmm. players, and uh, we just wanted to give give all of our loyal listeners an update on how that's going. So, yeah, so it was uh, we were picking who would be the top like goal slash assist yeah, we, leaders. We said goals goals would be two points, assists would be one point. It was a snake draft. I got the first pick. I went Carranza. Feeling good about that. Mm-hmm. Luke, you had second pick. You went Godstock. Then you went Ewa. I yep. went Santos. Then I went Paxton. Yeah. You went Wagner, Bedoya. I went Sullivan, Burke. And you ended the draft with Miglin. Yeah. So just to recap, AJ has Carranza, Santos, Paxton, Sullivan, Burke. And I have all the other goal, all the goals. <laughs> every other effective player on the team. You got, I mean, Kroos is doing well, but yeah, I have, yeah. Wagner, yeah, Adoya, and McLean. So uh, I'm winning. I think is what we're saying. I think last game alone, last game alone, I feel like you probably would have matched my total points <laughs> between you scoring two goals, Gazdag one, Bedoya having three assists, right. McLean having a goal, like. Yeah, I feel like your stats alone from the last game would have. So uh, yeah, Luke's going pretty well. Um, yeah, take just... that with however many grains of salt you need to take it. <laughs> All right, we, let's move on from that then. Uh, we so we have Cincy coming up, and we're going at Cincy. It's going to be Harris's farewell match. He's going back to Serbia, um, right? And uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of cool that we get to be his last match. Um, he's he's obviously like a a fan favorite of ours still, even though he plays for Cincy. Um, I was kind of hoping he would maybe retire and then stay in the states and maybe become like a union assistant coach or academy coach or something because he's he, he's he's just a very cool dude to have in the system and he's obviously incredibly talented and, and i feel like would be a, a good uh, a coach if that's if that's what he wants his next thing to be um but it, it you know good on him to to to, to go back to his, his hometown and stuff but um yeah I mean, it's exciting to see, see to see him off I, I don't i guess he'll i don't know if he's really been starting much for them i feel like he hasn't been um which is probably why since he's been ha- having more success um I just remember how hard it was for people to pronounce his name when he uh, first arrived. Um, it's Tanner. Ernst. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, with Cincinnati, uh, interesting thing with them is also the brand of Vas- Vasquez. Vasquez. Um. Just being being an effective forward and uh, you know, being someone who I don't think he's in the running for a world cup spot but you almost could make the case for it i know on the best soccer show podcast they were talking about him as a potential 
you know, guy who could make a World Cup spot. So mm-hmm. that's also something to watch just beyond the, the Harris Madunian in the game. Yeah, I mean, he is he has more goals than Ferreira right now, and Ferreira is essentially a lock for the the, net, the the World Cup. So, you know, he, there's a case to be made for him. It's I know it's tough because he hasn't played at all for the U.S., and there's there's these two games coming up, but I, I, I don't know how Berhalter is going to approach that with potentially introducing new guys that, that, that might feel that might not be the best way to do it but yeah he's definitely performed well enough to to get some attention at least yeah i know you and me have already had conversations about the striker position in the u.s team and it, it is what it is um but yeah uh just something just just an extra wrinkle to watch and um definitely matchup. um yeah so uh i guess let's get to predictions and we'll we'll head on out i feel like like a, a pretty good podcast today and if you think if you think so too feel free to comment leave a review on apple podcasts or something like that yeah sounds great all right uh prediction my prediction gonna be two zero um i'm gonna say it's a i'm gonna go with the Carranza brace you know oh, yeah you... take that take that i'm that would be so great for my fantasy team. True, but still. Um, I'm going to go with a 1-0 to zero with a Gazdag PK. I think it'll just be a tight game. Hmm. I think it won't be that exciting. Yeah. And we'll get a PK. Gazdag will take it. Big bang. Money in the bank. Yeah. I feel like, I don't, yeah, like I I feel like the, since he's been having some, some crazy games, they just played that 4-4 tie with, Miami, so there there right. could be some interesting things going on. I I, I hope we don't give up any goals, but I could see it being a, a back and forth kind of game. Yeah, I've been like banking on the Gazdag scoring on my uh, betting. Just oh, knowing yeah. that he takes PKs and yeah, yeah, he's scoring goals. It's like you got a guy who's scoring goals plus he's the one who takes PKs. It's a it's a nice little betting option right now. Nice, nice. Any uh, any other and, bets you're going to make this weekend? Um, I also bet last week that Houston would not score. That was oh. a nice little bit. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um this this weekend I I don't know. It's a uh, as as long as the Brewers win, win tonight of course. <laughs> no. Die hard. That's, I'm sure Brewers. everyone listening is, is locked into that game too. So yeah. Yeah. Um uh yeah, I I don't know. I yeah. Bet. My I mean my other bets I want to I I wanted would want to mention are the uh, I have some I, I'm betting that Brendan Aarons is going to score and Leeds going to win. So that's another one to watch for the weekend. Leeds United getting started with Brendan Aronson. Let's go. Yeah. Front of the pod in the Premier League. Unbelievable. Yeah, this is, I think this is the most excited I am for the Premier League season to start. Um, I, I feel like I'm locked in with like, I have a team to follow and like obviously players to follow with Leeds. And there's obviously like more Americans um, on other teams, but I'm I'm committed to being being you know following leads this year and it's going to be fun and hopefully they they make it interesting. Um, but yeah, this really is going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers update: they're tied four four. I'm just going to cut this out of the podcast. No one cares. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I'm going to make a baseball name. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> Thanks for uh, hopping on the call, Luke. That was, that was a fun podcast to talk to me, man. Um, yeah, thanks for having if, me. If you're looking for something to do in a couple of weeks, me and Luke will be at the DC United game. Yeah. Um, we'll be getting some drinks beforehand. I know uh, friend of the pod, Zach, and 
friend of a friend of a pod, Nick, and friend of a friend Nick's and Zach's roommate from college or something will be there. So uh, we'll all be getting drinks beforehand. If you're interested in hanging out, getting drinks before the DC United game in a few weeks, let us know. Um, It'll be a star-studded affair with all those guys mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's always fun meeting people who think we're really cool and then letting them down in person. So Yep. Can't wait. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, keep being good people. Union Gold!